0: Hi, this is Lena Cardoso with questions for my ava. Each episode, we hold space for women to share their stories and perspectives with the goal of promoting intergenerational dialogue. In this episode, I talk with Vijaya. I actually found out about her when reading an article in the Never Too Late series in the New York Times about older adults pursuing and taking up hobbies as they age. Vijaya had learned to swim at the age of 68, which I just thought was so impressive and interesting, so I reached out to the author, Chris Collin, and he checked with her and ultimately got us connected. In this episode, we discuss what it's like to learn a new skill at that age, overcoming her fear, how participating in activities has given her community, what it means to take care of her body as you age, as well as her philosophies and outlook around never giving up. I hope you enjoy! Awesome. So thank you so much for being here. And let's just jump in. So I like to do a little bit of an intro for people to get to know you a bit better. If you could please tell me your name, where you're from, your age, and then a couple of fun facts about yourself.
1: My name is Vijaya Srivastava. I am 73. I was born in India. I came to USA when I was 21. And since then, I've been here. So, you know, quite a long time, much longer here. And this is it this is my home. When I go back to India, I feel, you know, I need people's help to get from here to there. But, you know, here I it, this is my
0: home. Great. And then do you have anything, a couple of fun facts about yourself to share just so people can get to know you a little bit better?
1: The fun fact, the funnest fact is that I learned to swim at age of 68. And I was my story was picked up by New York Times. That's what can be more fun than that. It was um, one of the best days of my life when I did the first lap. So this is fact number one. And then number two, I would say, I don't have a memory of it. But when I was very young and my, my I have two siblings, older brother, younger sister, my parents got him a cheetah cub when we were babies. He is only you know a year and a few months older than me. He um, So we had a cub, I. And the, you know, there's no photo of us with the cubs, cub. And I. neither him nor I, because we both were very young, but our parents tell us, so one day that cheetah scratched my brother. Yes, it was a cub, so it scratched my bro- brother who was probably trying to walk like him on his, you know, four feet. And that's, and he licked him. So when he licked his blood, my father got a little anxious because now he has the taste flood so he took him and he took him back to the jungle and left him there so I'm you know I don't know the detail after that but yeah I had a pet cheetah baby pet (laughs) you know that's amazing right yeah and yeah yeah so yeah two fun facts that's good
0: that's perfect awesome And as you mentioned, you learned to swim at the age of 68, and that's how I actually found out about you, was through the Never Too Late series in New York Times. So I'd love just to jump in there and hear a little bit more about when and how and why did you get into swimming? It was, it's a coincidence.
1: I had, I was having my physical, annual physical with my doctor. And, you know, as we were chit-chatting, I said, um... I would like to lose a few pounds. And she says, um, yeah, the best thing you can do is swim. Uh, I said, yeah, I do have a swimming pool, but I don't know how to swim. She says, well, how about some lessons? And I told her at my age, and she says, why not? And it dawned on me that, yeah, why not? Um, Came back home, I called my neighbor, who's my friend now, we are very good friends. And I said, how about taking some swim lessons? And she says, yes. And we were both uh, at the same level. We never swam before. So uh, she gets on Nextdoor app and she finds a swim instructor who is a high school kid on the swim team. And she had a lifeguard training. So we said, perfect. So she came and she's a petite little girl, young, so we asked her if she has ever done any swimming lesson with seniors. And she says, no. And they said, okay, we trust you. <laughs> and we started to take the lesson from her. So this is how the journey started, Started swim journey.
0: And can you talk a little bit about what it was like that first lesson, getting in the pool? How did you feel? Yeah.
1: I've never been in the pool before that. I mean, I've, I, I mean, I never had my face in the water. So get in the pool and uh, the first thing she said, okay, you go under the water and get up, um, get out of it. And we did, and it wasn't that bad, but I, to be honest, I was petrified of, of water, of deep end of the pool. Um, looked at the pool and I thought, okay, you know, I learn swimming in the shallow end, which is three, four feet and that's swimming and then she taught us how to float. Floating was fun. We I really got it immediately, but how to get out of the floating, like stand up in the pool. That was another challenge. So <laughs> that took me a couple of weeks to learn that. So everything was a little struggle because of the age factor, because of the fear factor. So this, you know, this was the first time I got in there. It was it was great feeling though, that, you know, I knew I'm gonna learn something, which ne- I never thought in my life that I would learn how to swim. And that this was the first step. So very, yeah. very nice, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I'm wondering, can you talk a little bit more if, if you can about overcoming that fear? How did you do that? You said, you know, you were petrified and I'm just curious, Yes. how did you work through that?
1: So, you know, the swimming started, the lesson started and uh, twice a week or three times a week, uh, you know, we, was, we would get the lesson depending what, what time she had available for us. She's a high school, she was a high school kid at that time. So a couple of months passed and yeah, I was swimming in three to four feet. And then she, and I would look at the other end, which is eight feet. And I said, oh, someday I'll get there. Uh, then one day she says, I think you're ready. I think we should go to the other end. And I said, no, I'm not ready. So a couple of days later, she says, I think you're ready. And I'm thinking, you know, if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. Then she and I said, well, you'll come with me. She says, yeah, I'll be there with you. I said, you won't let me drown. And she says, nope, I'll never let you drown. (laughs) But she's a tiny little girl. So I thought, OK, I have to trust her. So we started to swim and I thought, eh, four feet, I can turn around. I looked at the marker, it was six feet. I'm 5'4". I knew I can't stand there and there's no turning around because I don't know how to circle back. So I couldn't turn around. I said, that's it. I have to go to the other end. And by the time I got from three to six feet, I was exhausted. So I flipped on my back, started to you know, float and breathe. And then I flipped back again. And finally, I made it to eight feet. It was amazing feeling because when I started to learn how to swim, I thought, you know, if I can make to the other end, that's the end of the lesson. I mean, I'm I'm done. I mean, this is what swimming is. She says, now we have to go back. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> I wasn't told before I have to go back. I can climb out of here. Um, and I said, okay. and. I started to swim back again. I was exhausted,
0: sure?
1: um, exhausted totally. My limbs were done, so I would flip back and breathe a little bit, and then flip back again. It it happened four or five times. So I did make it to the other end. So still, it, that didn't take care of my fear, but I knew I can, I can turn turn on my back and not drown. So that was a great feeling to have that, you know, I mean, I don't have to drown in the pool now. So yeah, that was the first victory on my
0: fear. That's amazing. I'm wondering too, you mentioned, you know, learning this new skill at 68. And I'm wondering if you have any thoughts on how it felt learning something new in your body at that age. I know you said it, you know, it took a little while learning each step. Um, I'm just curious about that.
1: You know, uh, I have this tendency, if I want to do something, I would do it. I don't give up. I don't give myself an option to quit. So when I started to learn how to swim, I knew I was going to learn. Not in a month, not in two months, not in three months. I don't know. I didn't know at that time how long it's going to take. But I knew at the end of some time, like time period, I am going to be a swimmer. Mm -hmm. It was, it felt so good it felt so good uh, to go from one end to another end. And when we started to take the lesson, we told each other, me and my, my friend, that you know all we need to learn is just do one lap. And hey, that's all you need to do, that's swimming. And when we did that the first time, that was the best feeling I had. Uh, it was such an accomplishment. I had a lot of self-confidence after that, uh, that I can do it. And this is not something small. It's not learning to stitch something, learning to knit, which which I do already. So this was this was the skill. Um, I just thought it was an amazing skill. I never mm. thought I'll learn it, and I'm I'm still awed by that. I'm still, you know, I, I still think of the first day I crossed the pool, and I said, oh. I, I remember that feeling, I and mean, I haven't forgotten it. So it was like a first I've been the first time I tasted Coca-Cola. The <laughs> that, that taste stayed with me forever. This is the feeling has stayed with me.
0: Yeah, and what does your relationship to swimming look like now? Is it something that you're still doing? I do swim.
1: I do swim two to three times a week. I have gotten tremendous benefit from it. So, I want to keep continuing. Like I said, you know, first time when I did the first lap was amazing. Um, It was a, when I started to learn swimming, you know, I never thought I'm going to be an Olympic kind of swimmer, right? Uh, Or very skillful swimmer. Now, but, you know, I swim in from first lap. Nowadays, I can do 20 laps. So I think that's uh, to me, that's a big accomplishment and it's a, it's a big size pool. It's like, you know, 25 meter or 25 yeah. yards pool. So it's a, it's a full size pool and yeah. So I am continuing and I will continue as long as I can.
0: I'm very impressed. One lap to 20 laps. That is 20 laps is not nothing. That's a, That's pretty far. So. I know. And I am very impressed with myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's awesome. I'm wondering if, backtracking a little bit, if you could talk about what your relationship to other physical activity looked like throughout your life up until you learned to swim. You know, had you been active? Had you participated in other types of activities?
1: I was never a very physically active person, healthy person, but not, you know, because of maybe diet or genetic at, in my college or school and stuff, we had PT classes. And that was the extent of my physical fitness. Never did any sports, badminton, which is everybody in India plays badminton. Uh, other than that, no. And I remember I have this very distinct memory of I was in a, in a, in a lower school race. And just think how long ago was that. And I've never forgotten that feeling. In, uh, we were it was a race. And I turn around to see who was behind me, and there was nobody behind me. Oh, no. so, so, you know the extent of my. my we know that, I need, I even you know I'm I finished a race, my parents were in the stand, they were watching us, and um, I they said, Oh, you finished the race, that's all it matters, true, very true. <laughs> but you know, no, but I always been it that wasn't good enough for me, but hey, that was my limit at that time, so yeah, this I was never, I mean, even in college, the badminton was the limit when I came moved to us, never very active. We always lived in a Places like Buffalo, Cleveland, uh, Michigan, all snowy places. So the six to seven, eight months were gone in winter. The few months that left for summer and spring, I was not very really active person. Then we moved, when we moved to California, we live in California. That's where we live in a beautiful part of the country. And so much walk, so many walking trails right next door and little hills here, little, you know, lake there. And Walking is so much fun. So I started walking here and hiking. Um, so this, this is much more. And then I picked up yoga. I met this woman and also that's also a story how I met her. But I met her in during our conversation. She told me that she's a yoga teacher. And I thought, oh, God sent me a yoga teacher. <laughs> I always wanted to learn yoga. She taught me yoga and it was barter system. I taught her knitting. And she taught me yoga. Mm. But she never realized I got much more from her than she got from me. <laughs> I I love doing yoga. It's a very good way of life. It, you know, it gives me discipline. Um, and she is, since she's a yoga teacher, it's a breathing, meditation, stretching, strengthening, every aspect of yoga that, you know, she taught. And, uh, you know, yeah, I give her credit for my good health too. So along with swimming,
0: yeah. That's awesome. Do you have any particular goals related to swimming or yoga um, or other movement that you're working towards right now?
1: Swimming. Let's go back to swimming again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: my favorite
1: thing. Um, I do, you know, I do swim laps, but after every lap, I take a break. I breathe four or five times, then I start my next lap, right? So my goal there is to do 10, 5, 10, 15, whatever I do, continuous. And it will happen. One day it will happen. But I'm not there right now. And, uh, I, you know, I do breaststroke. I do uh, freestyle is my favorite. So I do freestyle, uh, trying to learn the backstroke. Oh, wow. Uh,
0: yeah it's it's good well, I'm, I'm so impressed <laughs> that you do multiple strokes i think this whole time i was picturing only doing freestyle and so here you are oh, with no. their stroke. yeah that's so impressive
1: yeah so um yeah but you know to do a uh, do continuous lap is one of my goals and uh in yoga um i i don't know how much more i can do because i didn't do yoga when i was younger so it, the flexibility I did get back from continuously, you know, like a regular practice of yoga and strengthening. And uh, uh, last six, eight months, I'm having some knee problem, knee issues, at, which is common at my yeah. age, I guess. So I had to give up some of the yoga asana that I was doing. And uh, maybe, you know, I, I hope with my, you know, getting taking care of my knees, I can get back to doing uh, the asanas that I used to love and not able to do. And uh, one of one of them is uh, is called sun salutation. In Sanskrit, it's a surya namaskar, which is which includes when you do that. This includes almost everything you do in yoga. It takes makes you breathe correctly. It makes you uh, it engages every part of your uh, body, and um, Gradually, when I started, it was one and then gradually I got to 10, which mm-hmm. my yoga teacher was also very happy about it because 10 is a lot because mm-hmm. you're doing cardio in that you're doing everything. I mean, it's, it's a full yoga. And uh, so but I had to scale back to one or two now. So, um, you know, I hope I go back to doing 10 again. Yeah. yeah. And climb a couple of mountains, little, little hills and mountains here. <laughs> Cause we, where I live, there are some hills that which we did climb before my knee issues during pandemic. And, uh, <clears throat> so I want to try that maybe next week. Yeah. yeah. This is much better. Yeah. Strengthening is, you know, helped me a lot with my knees. Yeah. With, with that, hopefully we'll do that.
0: Yeah. yeah great goal. And I have to say, I mean, again, just so impressed. I'm Twenty nine and have some knee issues that I've had to work through. So even more impressive, you know, at seventy three to have the motivation to keep going, strengthen, and keep setting goals and keep moving. I think that's just so great.
1: You know, um, what I'll say that when I started to learn swimming, I never thought it's going to be. Um, I would get this kind of attention, and it started with New York Times. Uh, before that, my neighbors. Uh, they, they, watched, they watched us struggle in the pool, right? I mean, they would sit in the hot tub and they'll watch us learn how to swim and how we just kicking and doing all that stuff, but not going anywhere. Uh, so when we made the first, when we took the first uh, length, they were sitting, some of them were sitting in the hot tub and then stood up and they started to clap. That was the encouragement, right? And then I hear from family members, my children, my grandchildren who are extremely good swimmers and they would sit in the hard time, watch me swim. And if they see something wrong, they'll, they'll give me thumbs down <laughs> or thumbs up. <laughs> so that, and then it's not just that it's uh, after New York times, I, I did an um, interview on the vitality university. They reached out to me and I did interview there. And then I hear from this person from Hungary. He sends me a book. On um, on swimming, he's a writer, and then this uh, high school kid who called me and he because he was writing about he was writing a high school uh, his senior paper on some achievement like how people never too late kind of achievement you know uh, so he you know he called me and he said how he he is afraid of water and um, he said can you can you advise me I said you're seventeen if I can do at 68, 17 is nothing. He said, but he's embarrassed, uh, because all his friends, his siblings, they are good swimmers and he is not. And I said, that's the difference of so 68. I didn't have to be embarrassed. Um, I, I was beyond all that. It's, it's tough, you know, it's tough. So he said, what do you, what would you advise? I said, find somebody you, who you can swim with. And, uh, find a teacher or somebody who's willing to swim and you'll do it. You know, if I can see you have desire to learn how to swim and you will do it And don't let any discouragement uh, come in your way. Yeah, You just have to, if you want to do it, just, just do it, just do it and you will do it. So um I don't know how his paper went, where he went to college or where he going to college. He was, you know, but maybe I'll reach out to him and see how he's doing, but it was, it's good to, good to hear all those things, and then there was a man, he, he said, I read your story, and I never, I always wanted to learn how to bike, and he was in his 60s, so he picked up, you know, he started to learn bike, and he biking, and he said that he fell so many times, he found himself a teacher who would take him on a bike ride, and teach him, he fell so many times, he injured himself, he did all that, but he said the first day that when he could bike a distance without his instructor um, being next to him, he said it was the one of the greatest feeling. So he said, I know how you felt the first time you did the lap. So, you know, these are the stories that uh, I never thought that this, this will get this kind of attention. So,
0: yeah. So. I really think there's something about I've had this conversation with friends a couple of times, but you know, when you're young, you're constantly doing new things or learning new things or getting put in situations that maybe make you a little uncomfortable or where you have to learn. And as we get older, I think we tend to gravitate toward things that we're good at, or that we already know how to do. And I think this is just such a good reminder that it's never too late. Exactly. There's lots of time and that it's good for us to keep learning new things, keep trying new things. Um, And there's a lot of satisfaction that can come from that. So it's great to hear. Yeah. Kind of along that note, you know, you mentioned getting lots of outside encouragement and um, having, you know, your workout buddy, what keeps you motivated? You know, you mentioned you have all these goals with yoga, swimming, hiking, what really keeps you going?
1: You know, right. I mean, I'm a retired person. I don't have to set my alarm in the night, right? To wake up. So I am, um, when I get up, I'm rested. And uh, my goal is to stay healthy. It's not just for me, it's for the family too. If I'm healthy, you know, they they don't have to worry about me. They don't have to take care of me. So that's one of the things that pushes me to stay healthy. And, you know, when I walk, it's it's not, I'm just walking. The walk after our Two miles or three miles walk, we all come, it's a group of us, four or five, sometimes it's just two. We come back and we have a coffee. So it's a social thing too. Mm. And I love that that aspect of my morning routine, which is swimming or uh, we're doing the hiking or we're doing the yoga. It's always ends up at a coffee shop. In our area, we have amazing coffee shops collection. So we try to try every coffee shop. And I'm right now I'm making a journal. Every coffee place I go, I, I take a picture of me with that background in the in the coffee place. And uh, it's going to be some someday I'm going to have it out there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, if I ever so, make it to that area, you'll have to let me know what, which ones are your, your definitely,
1: favorite. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So the social aspect of all this is great. So health and social and uh, yeah, you know, fresh air is a beautiful area. You go out and This morning I was walking and uh, there was a little bird making the beautiful music and I recorded it and it just, you know, it's amazing. So uh, this, yeah, when you get out, it's, you're with nature and with friends and family and
0: yeah. Good for you. Yeah. It's it's actually funny. You mentioned the coffee shops. Um, That's how I plan a lot of my bike routes. I joke with friends. I say, let's pick a different coffee shop that we want to try and we'll bike to that coffee shop have a coffee mm-hmm. and bike back. And it's, it's a good motivator and it's fun. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I know we talked about your knee a little bit um, and we don't have to go into that, but I am just wondering if you've ever had any injuries or setbacks, you know, related to swimming, to yoga, to walking. Um, I'm just curious how you handle that and how you get through that.
1: Yes, when, you, you know, when you're physically active, things are going to happen. I mean, you would step on a stone that you shouldn't have and that would twist and i you know i've fallen on a couple of times not i wouldn't say i'm you know every day or anything but once in a while and you do you know injure yourself um that's when i have been taught by a very good friend of mine to listen to your body and um uh, if my body is telling me i'm not ready to walk i don't walk i don't like to, I mean, I do like to push myself, but when it comes to pain and injury and stuff, no. Mm -hmm. Um, I do listen to, I know when it's raining, it's going to rain. I know which joint of mine is going to hurt. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm really in tune to my body. And if I, you know, if I have sugar, a lot of sugar, I know I'm going to have inflamed joints tomorrow. So um, yeah, I do let myself heal. And that's one of the, one of the way I take care of myself. Um, uh, I like listening to your body. And if you take care of your body, your body will take care of you. (laughs) So I was, you know, I was taught that and little things that my, this friend of mine brought to my attention when, you know, she was my coworker, but then we became very good friends. And this was the best thing she taught me how to listen to my
0: body. Yeah, it helps. Yeah, I think that's so important, and I think that's like, you know really good advice. There's a balance between pushing yourself and listening, taking that rest day, really honoring how you're feeling. So,
1: but you know, there are days that I'm just being lazy too. So that's when your body system comes in handy.
0: <laughs> uh, because I was just going to ask you that. Yeah, what do you do on days when you just don't feel like it? How do you handle that?
1: Uh, there are days I you know I'm in the bed and I look at my you know uh, the temperature outside and it's. 45 or 49, I said, do I really need to go and go and get in the pool? Or do I really need to get out and bundle myself and walk? Uh, but that's when, the, you know, my, I hear start hitting the ding on my phone. Hey, are we going to walk? Hey, are we going to swim? And I know if I say no, then she won't do it either. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel, oh, okay. You know, if, if it was just a laziness, yeah, I need to push myself. If it's just, I'm tired, I need to push myself. If it's my body's not aching or hurting or, you know, if a little bit ache and hurt, that's also, it's okay to push yourself so that uh, the body system comes in handy. I mean, you help that person and that person helps you. And yeah, that's how, that's how I keep myself the days I don't want to go. I do because we used to uh, in the in our pool. We used to like we'll go for um, half an hour swim. So the day and you know, I don't feel like going. She said, "Well, oh, do you think we can just swim for twenty minutes?" And I said, "Yeah, maybe we can do twenty minutes, and then twenty will turn into 40. Uh, once you're in the pool, you're okay. It's just the inertia of getting ready for swimming and put the sunscreen and this and that. So, I I would say you know. Me having a friend to do all this together from the very beginning is, has been tremendous help to me in all my activities. So yeah, in my coffee too.
0: <laughs> I so relate to that. Um, I, I told you, you know, before we started recording that I've been swimming more, and I actually have a friend that I meet at the pool a couple mornings a week. And, you know, in the morning before work, it's early, sometimes it's a little bit dark, it's a little colder, but we commit the night before and we say, okay, I'll meet you at this time at the pool. And I know that I can't back out because then she'll be there alone (laughs) and that won't be nice. So it's a really good motivator. I'm like, she'll be waiting for me. I got to be there. I told her I'd be there, but can't change my mind. So.
1: Very good. Monitor.
0: Great. Um, I just have what's called a couple wrap up questions. Some of these, I think we've covered a little bit, but I'll ask them a little bit differently and would love to hear what you think. So the first is, do you have any mantras related to movement and fitness that you tell yourself?
1: First of all, find what you really want to do. If you have 20 things on your table, it's not going to happen. You have to narrow it down. Find what you really, what you really want to do bike riding swimming, mountain climbing, walking, I don't know, you know, whatever you want to do, pick that and then stick with it. In in, with me, I never gave myself an option to quit when I was swimming. And don't give yourself an option to quit. Because I always thought, you know, if I don't do it now, I, I don't know how much time I have left. I need to take advantage of the time and the health God has given me. So that in just maybe if you find a buddy, you know, buddy to do with, friend to do with, uh, to work with, it's, um, that's a big plus because it's a good motivator. You both have the same interest. And like you said, you know, you don't want to disappoint if you don't show up or that person is going to be alone. So I would say just be at it and finish it because, you know, I have, uh, I don't know, maybe a lot of people, they have, I have so many half done projects in my knitting. I have done scarf, have done sweater, have done this. And then I just, I was walking with a friend of mine this morning and her daughter passed away. And she said when she went to her house, um, there were so many half done things. And other daughter came and she picked up some of the stuff and uh, she says, I don't know if I, I know, I mean, how is she going to finish? What's she going going to do? And I'm thinking, oh my God. I have so many half done projects. So my goal is now to pick up one and start finishing, finish the scarf, finish the sweater, Sweater, the front is done, the back is waiting for me. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, you know, so those are the things. I mean, the time is, we all have, we don't know how much time we have. So take advantage of it. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um, And I think we might've covered this, but do you have a favorite moment or accomplishment related to swimming?
1: The first time when I did the first length yeah. and the first lap. And when I did the first lap without flipping on my back, just doing, you know, like freestyle all the way, that was my one of the biggest accomplishments, my own biggest accomplishment. Yeah.
0: What advice might you give to someone about starting or learning something new when they're older
1: I would repeat myself again you know uh, just find what you really want to be you're really passionate about you really want to do and don't give give yourself an option to quit it's we don't have time to get embarrassed about learning things I was embarrassed to put on the bathing suit because it never you know I've never wore it and I thought oh, and now you know yeah, heck if I have flat here and flabby arms. That's fine. I mean, you know, it will go away and that doesn't won't go away, but Hey, so just, if you pick up something you really want to do, just stay with it. Uh, don't quit.
0: No, that's great. And then similar, but slightly different. Um, do you have any advice that you would give to younger women around moving their bodies and continuing to participate in movement and fitness as they age?
1: For younger woman, you know, they have time. They are young, like you said. They are young. Um, Not, I mean, I would say, take care of your body. Uh, You know, um, not just appearance wise. Just you know, like take care of physical. uh, Be fit, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'll talk about this small things. A long time ago, I heard this uh, interview of Jane Fonda. And uh, she was asked, the first question she was asked was about her, the job she got done on her, you know, on herself of uh, plastic surgery, I guess. And she was very upset about it because she, she doesn't hide that, but she didn't, didn't want it to be the first question uh, when she was promoting a movie. So she, she says, you know, the reason I look good, not because I have plastic surgery, because I take care of myself. And the take care of myself, meaning she says, I exercise. I have good diet. And I, you know, I, t- now I have good posture. So when you put all that together, I'm an attractive woman. <laughs> and that was a confidence in her too, when she was talking about, you know, these things. So uh, I would say um, to young women, just take care of yourself, not just uh, how you look at the physic. I mean, your face and your clothes and stuff that's important obviously but you know you how you how you carry yourself your confidence you know your uh, mental alertness all that and then get involved with your community that's something we always think um there's a little story when i was in detroit i was involved with this uh um, foundation called open arms it was a grief counseling for children and uh it's in Detroit, it was at that time, you know, um, drive by shooting or in family, something happened and this child ha- is going through, you know, grief. And this this organization would take care of them. It's a grief, they were counsel, grief counsel, and they needed a lot of money because there were a lot of children. And uh, so we were doing fundraising for them. I joined their, this, this foundation. I thought, uh, you know, I'm doing so good for them. I'll raise money for them. Uh, you know, let's see how much more I raise. And and I did raise good amount of money for them. And But, you know, Lena, at the end, I realized how much it did for me. I got more out of it. When I saw those children, um, when it's, it's just amazing feeling what, you know, what you can do when you get involved with the community, you get more out of it than you give. And so I would say, you know, your community, your, you know, your um, society, where you live, what you do, which just get involved, mm-hmm. get in, whatever your passion is, politics, whatever your, your passion is, you know, some uh, charitable institution that you want to be food bank. I don't know. I mean, everybody has their own list of things. So if you get involved with, uh, with things like that, it's, uh, you get a lot more than you give and you will realize once you start doing it. You know, it's a, it's a passion. So here I don't, I'm not with, in California, we live in Berkeley and Albany area. I work with our local library and I volunteer for them. Uh, So even little things, you know, when I joined, I thought, okay, I've just moved here this way. I'll meet some people. I met some great women there, but again, you know, when I do something, I always feel that I'm getting more out of it. I'm benefiting more than what
0: I do for them. So, yeah. So That's great advice. I think a very good life lesson, so thank you. That's the end of my wrap ups. Is there anything that we didn't cover that you think would be relevant or that you'd like to share? A
1: Couple of things I would say is uh, I'm a grandma. That's one of my best title. <laughs> and grandparents, I think, are so important in children's life. We are the bridge from the history to present you have You have grandparents, and we talked before this interview and how you were you were close to them, and you missed out on some of the their life experience and uh we talked about um i I'm, I'm trying to think of the name where my daughter gave us oh, this story worth story worth yes. my, our daughter gave us this um, this gift where we get a story to write a title where we can write that story every once a week. I am guilty I didn't finish all. You know, 364, But my husband did, so actually fifty-two. He did, and uh, that way, you know, I'm telling them story of my childhood, my first day, of, you know, of high school, my college, uh, my favorite teacher, what my was my favorite uh, vacation, uh, how I was with my siblings. So that that is something. Even if I don't get to tell them, it's it came back to us in a book form, and it's it's a wonderful, wonderful present for grandparents to uh, give to their grandchildren. Uh, so that's something I would say, um, You know, do something with your grandchildren that they, you know, they have something. Uh, where if, even if you don't get to tell them that story, they have, they have there. So yeah, be, the, be that bridge between you know, their history and their future. So we are the bridge there.
0: So, yeah. I I love that. And I I mean, I wish I had, you know, as you know, huge inspiration for starting this project is not having all that, those stories. So I think it's so great. And your grandchildren are so lucky that they have that from you guys. So it's yeah,
1: awesome. I'm lucky to have them. They have wonderful grandchildren. They're young, but yeah, very nice. Very young, you know, good grandchildren. Yeah. I get wonderful cards for my birthdays. <laughs> they bake cakes. This time, last last month, I had this rainbow cake, oh. which was amazingly beautiful. And it took took her, my granddaughter, who's 11, it took her whole day, whole Saturday, and part of Sunday to bake because, and she wrote on it, happy birthday, nani, which is grandmother, mom's mother in, in, in Hindi. And uh, so she messed up and she started to cry. So my daughter had to clean the eye frosting. And then she frosted it again, icing, and then she wrote on it again. So, so those are the, those are my presents. It's not what the material things I get, but those are the memories they give me. So it's, yeah. it's a, yeah, yeah. Right. I get more than I give them.
0: <laughs> I loved hearing about Vijaya's relationship with her grandchildren. It just gave me a big smile and I thought was so sweet. I really appreciated Vijaya's advice. Throughout our conversation around deciding not to be embarrassed, not allowing herself to give up, all while also honoring and listening to her body, I especially appreciated that last piece of advice about giving back and how that ultimately gives you energy. I think it's really interesting. She's not the first person to give me that type of advice, so I think there's definitely something there. I hope that you also got something out of this conversation and perhaps even feel inspired to try something new. I know I do. A big thank you to Vijaya for sharing about her experience and for reminding us to keep exploring and to never give up. Thanks for listening. If you have someone whose story you think should be told, you can email me at questionsformayava at gmail.com. That's questionsformayava at gmail.com.